guys, this is Locked and Loaded JDM, hosted by Jay Clay, yours truly, sharing my passion of JDM cars, gaming, and anime. I just wanted to be able to bring a different kind of perspective from Toronto in terms of JDM culture and lifestyle. So I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, this is Jay Clay from Locked and Loaded JDM, uh, sharing my passion about JDM cars, anime, and gaming. Um, this episode, I've invited my friend Adil, uh, who is a doctor in Australia. He actually uh, used to live here and uh, went to med school in Australia. Um, and uh, he's basically the guy who introduced me into anime and pretty much all things JDM, which influenced me to get into cars. Um, he also owns uh, a couple of JDM cars as well, and uh, yeah, uh, this episode's just going to be chatting with him about that and what he thinks about the JDM market. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoy. Hey. Hi. Yeah. Oh, it worked. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. This is... First time I've actually done this, and it, it seems very simple. <laughs> All right, um, you can hear me loud and clear, Adia. I can, yes. Okay, great. All right, bro. Uh, well, um, yeah. So this is my podcast, Locked and Loaded JDM. And as you can hear, I'm at work, <laughs> so I'm just in a quiet room right now, just because uh, I've been honestly just thinking about. Uh, cars and stuff and and honestly you actually came through my head man <laughs> as i said earlier like you came through my head just i remember you giving me the discs and it wasn't it wasn't just anime it was like i think it was anime and a few like martial art movies <laughs> and that yeah was that was like, all man. the way back in back in high school yeah what was like when was that it was like 2002 <laughs> something like that wow can you believe it's like 18 years now, bro? 18 yeah, years. Yeah, now, now you're making me feel old. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Honestly, I, 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 I'm, I'm feeling the same way. We're the same age. So if I don't feel old, you should feel old, right? <laughs> I suppose. So actually, um, I actually want, always had a question. I don't think I've ever asked you this. Like, what got you into anime anyways? That's a good question. Um, I suppose I was around a few people that were into anime. So I started okay. watching them and it was just so much better than just watching TV shows on, on TV. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's where it all started. And um, you know, then I started getting interested in, in the Japanese language and different cultures. And so I just started playing into that. And of course, okay. as, you, as you would have noticed, um, they have so many different um sort of genres and one of them was obviously initial d so that was um something completely different than what you would get on tv yeah and i I, at the time you didn't even have a a license yet so how did you like come across like initial d to think oh it's a car anime let me kind of look at this well well, you don't need a license to really appreciate cars right like (laughs) (laughs) that's true (laughs) that's true it's just you know like i know for me like back in high school, like 
I was like, I, when we were walking up Credit View and stuff, and remember those houses on the like the right hand side, and it was that, always that one with that red Honda Prelude. Oh yeah, that yeah. was that's not, that like was always inspirational for me to get a car. It was then when I started, the, and then also obviously seeing the parking lot in high school, and it's just like you know, it's, I want my car to be in this parking lot. Yep. So like that was that was kind of my inspiration, but for you to just like go into like a car anime because I I know my first anime was um dragon ball all right yep I think, I think that's most people's first anime i didn't what, what was yours um it's a bit embarrassing to share that <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, okay, sailor let's... moon oh, oh come on that, everyone <laughs> watched sailor moon fighting evil by moonlight come on now <laughs> so so that was that was the english dub so yeah, yeah. So I didn't even know that was considered anime until later. I didn't either. I honestly didn't either. I didn't even know Transformers was considered anime either. Oh, yeah. And I guess actually that technically Transformers would be my first anime. Because that was like back in the 80s. Watch on Channel 3, right? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. That, yeah, that was, I didn't that even was think of that. my first. Me either. Like, but that's yeah, actually better. I, now, it, now it doesn't sound like Sailor Moon's my first anime. That's awesome. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. You're on, you're on the same level as Optimus Prime as me, man. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, okay. And then Sailor Moon, yeah, I watched Sailor Moon as well. Um, there was actually quite a few. And that and Dragon Ball. And I actually, there was even another, another one, Samurai Pizza Cats. Oh, yeah, that, watch too. that was awesome. I forgot, I forgot about that one, too. I used to watch that at lunchtime. So, see, there was other ones before Sailor Moon. Awesome. So you're, you're good. You're good. Um, so like, and then eventually you actually got into kind of the JDM world because it wasn't your first car. It wasn't no. your first car, but you did get, you did get a car and you, get, you got an Integra. Was well, it obviously getting the first, your first car as a really good car is a bad idea. So yeah, yeah I uh, experimented on the Sunflower and now... <laughs> And then when I was comfortable, then I moved on to, yeah, the Integra. Sunflower. I still see those, actually. Um, it's actually crazy to see things that I still see those on the road. That was, oh, no. I was actually very surprised. Because you, you see those, but you don't see the, the, the sister, the, the Cavalier. Oh, oh, yeah. American cars. Americans trying to be, uh, American cars trying to do the same thing as the Civic. It just didn't work out. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the I, I think, personally speaking, you can correct me if I'm wrong, your Integra was like, the best car you had and it was also like it looked like you actually had the most fun in that car yeah i still miss it and um i was just talking to someone yesterday um at work yeah. and um he was mentioning that um the type gsr the integra gsr recently yeah. sold for 100k yeah and i was yeah. just looking at him going okay i didn't have the gsr i had the gs but if I had kept that car, not only would I still be enjoying it, but I would still have a really good investment in that state. Oh, yes, you would. You would. Because even the, and all the, uh, the DC2s, which is the chassis you had, and the DC5s, which are the next one up, which is the, um, the RSX here, and the other Honda Integra, um, they're going for like 30, 40 grand now. Most well, lowest, maybe like 20, but 30, 40 grand. Like, like I, I think it's mind-boggling. And um, my other friend in Japan also said this. Like, 
how much, and I think it's everyone's saying it, just how much these cars are going up in value. That's right. And, and if you just think about it, when I bought the, the GS, it was, I think, 14000 That's how much I bought it for. And it was about a five-year-old car or something at that stage, completely stock. So that's a huge appreciation. It's probably better than buying a house. Yeah. Well, um, I guess, yeah, because if you're, if you're looking at the percentages, percentage-wise, right. yeah, the, the, the actual exponential growth of the investment on cars is, is way crazier right now. But I think, I, I, I don't know, like, I'm, I, and I digress because um, I've, I've looked at it, but I haven't really dived deep in it. But I think it's just the hype that's, like, increased all these prices. I think it's yeah, honestly. I, I think it's it's it, it literally is like like um, animes like Initial D mainly and uh, and movies like Fast and Furious that, that like kind of caused it. That's true. And, but, but the other thing is, a lot of the newer cars aren't made to the same standard, no, and so a, no. a lot of people are going back to you know, I mean, some of it might be nostalgia, saying, "Oh, it's the good old days." And uh, yeah. other people might be looking at the build quality and going, okay, that's still working. And this car I bought five years ago is half dead already. So the funny thing is it's only, it's only Japanese sport compact cars that are doing it. Like you, you yes. could get like a, just a regular compact car, like let's say like uh, the Mazda three or the Civic, the regular Civic. Yes. They're still, they're not, they're, they, they have their value, but they're not that much. Fun. Hmm. It's just the Japanese sports cars. The, the S2000, right. the Supra, the GTR, um, the MR2, the Integra. Like, and it's also because one of the things is the Integra is discontinued, right? So they don't have that anymore. Yeah. Um, but I, what I find even crazier is that the, the price of, like, let's say, for example, the GTR, the yep. R35, is the... the um, is, is less in value than the, the, the R34. Hmm. It, it, it's, it's crazy in my opinion. Like you can buy like, okay, brand new, you can get R35 for let's say about 110,000 Canadian. I don't yeah. know what that would be in, in because oh, just a segue, everyone, a deal is in Australia, the land where it's down under, where it's always hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know how much, how much would that like, Equal in it's not. It's not a huge difference. It's maybe about a ten percent difference. A ten percent difference. Uh, ten percent higher or lower? Hi, um, higher. Higher. Okay. So around. So okay. So you're saying maybe like five, like one hundred twenty-five thousand. Is one hundred ten thousand? So one hundred fifteen thousand. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Um. So yeah, like it's one hundred fifteen thousand for a brand new one. Let's just say base model, and then you yes. go for the GTR, and the base model GTR thirty-four, and it's like one hundred forty-nine thousand. I think I told you the other day. Um, hmm. that, yeah. I inquired about it. 149000 for a 20-year-old car. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm, honest, I'm honestly thinking of just becoming like a, a kind of collector of things because I'm thinking like if it's, if it's like this for cars, like if I could find like the original packaging of like a certain anime, what like one of your animes, uh, I'll, I'm not going to lie, the anime that I coined you for is Ranma. Right. <laughs> Ranma is like when I think of Ranma, I, I still to this day I've never watched it. I actually should take a, a watch just 
to know why well, the, you like there's that. no point there's no point now because there's no real ending to it so you have to read the manga to get the ending so oh that's like that with every anime i don't even yeah. i never um watched or sorry read the manga for inuyasha but i'm sure it's the same thing i'm um, still annoyed about inuyasha <laughs> i know you, you you're deeply scarred on that one you, you've let me know that before <laughs> um, <laughs> as well as even um what was the other anime uh, bleach Bleach. Oh yeah, no, I, I didn't bother with that. No, no, that was great anime. I, I'm surprised you didn't watch that. That was a wicked it, anime. Yeah, that, but I, I don't know. There's a, a lot of fillers in the beginning, so I started getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some fillers. Well, that's a, like that with everything, like especially the the number one filler, um, anime. Well, at least I think so. Naruto, Naruto. Oh yeah, definitely. And I think you put me on Naruto as well. You, you too. Is yeah. that considered a good influence or a bad influence? That's the question. No, that's a that's a wicked influence, man. <laughs> if you didn't do that, I would, not, as I said earlier, um, before we, we started this, I would not be where I am today. Um, and it's I'm not gonna lie, like it, I, during the time where I kind of took a hiatus from like Japanese cars, because you know, um, well, not Japanese cars, Japanese sports cars. Um, it was kind of sad, <laughs> but you know, I was doing it for a purpose to get my condo and. Get, a, get my new property and my house that I'm living in right now. So, you know, is it's always the purpose, but still, um, it was saddening. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of good to be in a car again, like a sport, Japanese sports car. I hope, I really hope that you'll eventually get one. Like I, I really do. Like I, I, I want to hear, like, I want to even like, you don't even have to sh- like call me and let me know. I, I hope it's like you, I, I come to Australia and you're like, hey, this is my house. And oh, yeah, here's my Civic Type R. I was like, what? <laughs> I thought you were going for an SUV. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we got the SUV. There's a RAV4 there, but this is my Civic Type R. You've already <laughs> predicted my plan. <laughs> <laughs> so is that a car that you would actually wouldn't mind driving? Like, No, I won't. Uh, no, I won't get the, not, not the Civic. Uh, I think... If I had to get a four-door, I'd probably go with the WRX at this stage. But uh, oh, I'll, I'll have to think I, about it. I've influenced you. I've influenced you. You did uh-huh. indeed. I influenced you. Okay, well, then if you're going to go with the WRX, um, if you can, if you have the SUV, of course, yeah. and, and you're going for your, your WRX, go for the STI. <laughs> Just to tell me <laughs> so we can, we can do comparisons. Go for the STI because... You won't be driving too, too much, I'm assuming, right? So, Yeah, it's only 10 kilometers a day or something. It's nothing crazy. Exactly. Only on like two so, days a week or something. Yeah, because you, you oh, by the way, everyone, he is also a doctor. Australian, uh, Australian, landed Australian now, <laughs> and a doctor. Let, let's so. this, let this be a lesson to everyone. Don't become a doctor because, you know, you lose <laughs> your JDM car, right? And then... You, you change countries and then you, uh, 10 years later, you're still without a JDM car. So, <laughs> you know, that's funny. You, uh, it's not funny. Sorry. I just, it's interesting. Uh, and I just, and because it kind of segues to the fact of what you're actually talking about, which is like everyone says, you know, the, the iconic go to school, get a good job, get good grades, get a good job you know, and then you'll get everything you want kind of thing. 
I think I think it's not true that it's not. I think I think eventually you'll get it, but the question is, was the opportunity cost worth it? So, in other words, if you end up getting that perfect car when you were sixty, does it matter anymore? Because you'll only have your license for maybe another ten years, depending on your health. Uh, Compared to um, if you went through a different road, and you know, I'm not saying this is a good idea now, but you know, it would have been back in the day in hindsight. If you were to purchase a lot of properties and sell them, and then make a lot of money with that, well, maybe by your 30s or your 40s, you may end up having the same car, uh, and now you have 30 years of driving in it and enjoying life. So that's that's a calculation you have to make. That is true. You know what? I've actually considered those things a lot and um, it, it actually happened. Uh, I consider it because I was, I was going through just my journey in the JDM world, you know, from, as I said, when you introduced me to initial D and then I changed from that iconic 98 Honda Prelude with H22. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get that. And then I just realized you introduced me to the drifting world now. And I was like, what, why would I want front wheel drive? I'm going to go with a rear wheel drive car. And yeah. I, purchased my first car working at a grocery store for yep. minimum wage, which was like, what, six eighty five back then? That's <laughs> an hour. Wow. It's like, I, can't even, I can't even imagine making that. I don't even think you can like, you can probably that, buy food for maybe a couple of days. That, that's <laughs> enough money to buy one bubble tea an hour. <laughs> Assuming you don't pay tax. <laughs> yeah, that is exactly, exactly it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you know, that's exactly you know, that is that is a perfect perfect analogy. Minimum wage was one bubble tea an hour. That's what I'm gonna actually call it. We're gonna we're gonna coin that phrase. Anytime we talk about minimum wage, right? We say, uh, you, and somebody asks us, "How much? How much were we paid back then? One bubble tea an hour." <laughs> <laughs> it makes more sense that way. It does. It definitely does, and it keeps it more more. Um, uh, I guess you could say Asian culture specific, right? That's right. So, um, yeah, yeah, I was doing that. And then I bought my 240. I actually, I remember I was so excited to tell you when I bought it. Cause I bought it for $1,800. Yep. And, um, I got it and I stalled it getting off the highway. And then I think I, I drove it home and then I think I drove it over to your house yep. as well. And I showed you the car and you're like, you're like, you were like, you were actually pretty impressed. I was actually surprised. I was, I was, I was, you were a hard guy to impress, man. <laughs> I'll be honest with you back then. You were a hard guy to impress. So when you were actually looking fresh, like, yo, you actually got it. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And then going through that, you know, then after on um, graduation night, <laughs> don't, I don't endorse this. I, I, I was going to say this in another uh, podcast, but I don't endorse this. Don't, don't shoot race. But I, 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 I had a street race with um, one of our, our high school classmates and I flew off the hill behind uh, <laughs> one of those industrial areas um, <laughs> and, and I cracked my oil pan. I didn't even know I cracked it. And then uh, to make a long story short, then I had to, my car was out of, out of commission. I had to source down the the uh, an engine and I looked into it and I found the SR20 and that's really when I started diving deep into like the JDM world. Then going to from that to the S14, then blowing that engine again, then doing another SR20 swap. And then um, you know you know what 
I, I, I won't say that I, I regret it because you were you were still here too back then. You you hadn't gone to Australia back then. Uh, yep. You were still here. You were cool. When I was getting my um, just before I got my 350Z, uh, yep. and I was looking for cars, and I I, I found an R33 GTR, right. and that was twenty three thousand dollars. Yep. And I I'm not gonna lie, I got a loan and I got the, the I got a line of credit and the line of credit was just above that, just above that. Right. So I, I was just like. And that was the reason why I didn't want to do it because it was so close. Look yep. at what the price of those things are now. To get an R33 GTR, you're spending at least a minimum of 45 grand. Yep. And then if you want a one that has like a, a V spec or some mods to it, 50 to 60 grand. And I could have bought one with mods for 23 grand. And well, the hero of the hour. Yes. <laughs> well, well, I mean, if if um, we're going to talk about regrets, we, I mean, I mean, Bitcoin needs to get an honorary mention. <laughs> I know you you, you, talk, you were talking about that, but then again, as well, look look at this. Um, I also that same week, I also went and 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 test drove, found and test drove a Supra, a Mark IV Supra, a yeah. Supra, nineteen ninety three, because uh, I didn't know back then that. I, like I was still trying to do research, and I, I don't know. The information wasn't as readily available yep. online as it is now. Um, but and this was only, let's just say, I say about ten years ago, um, a little over ten years ago, actually, because um, about two thousand nine to two thousand ten, um, that the Mark IV was made was actually debuted in ninety three. So, and because I thought it was only debuted in ninety eight, but. Long story short, I never, I never forget because I was in my S14 at the time. I went to a Supra meet, and I seen all these guys, older guys with Supras, left-hand drive Supras, and they were all talking about how, oh, their car is going to be uh, sold for seventy grand or eighty grand. And I'm like, right. what are these prices? And then I go and find a '93 A80 Supra imported by one of the, the Jap importers here, and they were selling it for twelve grand. Hmm. Twelve grand. And I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it just because I didn't trust, trust the mileage. Yeah. It said it had 53,000 kilometers on it. I should have trusted the mileage. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. You know why? Because I didn't realize until I found out. And apparently a lot of guys in Australia know this too, that a lot of the cars in Japan are not driven because one, people take that the transit infrastructure apparently is fantastic in japan and you should know you've been there yep um and two because of the what they have is uh, i I don't know if you know about this but the shaken uh which is a a, 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 uh not annually uh biannually um inspection of vehicles making sure that they're good and to be on the road they don't want old cars that's why all these cars are being sold and import or exported from there, imported here. But but I have heard that a lot of cars, by the time they make it to North America, um, do end up having their um, odometer rolled back a bit. I, and you know what? I don't doubt it, especially given the fact that even with my car, my S14, yeah, yeah. Um, I swapped out the gauge cluster uh, for um, my my S14 when I put the the, the SR20 in because. 
I wanted it to be specific to the motor, not to the body. Right. Right. So yeah, it's, it's, it's very easy for that, that to happen. And to be perfectly honest with you, a lot of the, the auctions for cars these days, they, they even say mileage unknown. And the reason being is because it was registered during, during the check-in for, uh, for one mileage and then there's a different mileage on it now. Right. So, cause of like change, change uh, clusters and stuff like that. So it just, I don't know. It's, it's really crazy. I like, I, I kind of, it sucks that we didn't have the foresight. I know you can't really regret these things. It's just, it sucks that you don't have the foresight to see these things, you know, because yeah, it, it, it ha- it's, it's like that with everything, isn't it? It's not just cars, but Bitcoin, but so many other things like, um, you know, property and, and whatnot. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of upset at myself that I did like, like keep in better condition, like my Optimus Prime um, action figure from yeah. like 1980. So that's probably worth like money now or um, like pretty much done, done anything else. Like in terms of like kept like a comic book or um, uh, I don't, I, there's just so many things. Like even, even um, I'm not going to lie. And I don't have them anymore. Uh, and I'm, I'm so upset that I threw them out. I shouldn't have. I threw them out all, with, all, with all my Disney movies. <laughs> Idiotic. Um, right. Like anime, anime, um, Cassette tapes, like if you that, if you actually probably purchase like an actual anime cassette tape from that's not that's not really like an authentic one because they used to be authentic back when we used to go to our uh, quote unquote uh, best place to get imported things, T Mall, Pacific Mall, the Mall, Bubble T Mall. (laughs) Um, You should be able to like get those things and like you could get like um, an authentic one of Best Motoring. Enough yeah. like DVD or, or cassette tape, that would yeah. be worth it now. Like, it's just uh, I don't know. I'm a little. I, I, I can't. I can't lie. I'm a little frustrated that there was no insight on this. You know. Yeah, I mean, the only thing we can do is just look to, towards the future and try to um, predict other trends. But everything has a risk, of course. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, let me ask you this: Are you keeping up to date on any animes right now? At the moment, no. No. Nothing at all. I'm wife? just <laughs> sorry. How about the wife? Because I know she's uh, she's an anime. Uh, she well. is. She's she's actually reading a lot of mangas right right now. Not not. Um, she for some reason she's into the newer Chinese and Korea mangas, Korean mangas, oh, okay. and I'm I'm just I like. Yeah, they have their own version. So I'm just like, uh, I'm not really interested. But. Uh, JDM for life. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> for sure. If, okay, so let, let me ask you this question. Then. The next question is, if you had the opportunity right now in Australia yeah. to hop into and test drive a car, what car yeah. would it be? Any car at all. Yeah. I, I think I would go down that nostalgia trip and get an Integra. You really, oh my gosh, you're really Integra, yeah? Oh, man. I, 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 would just, I would just go back into that, you know, um, I, I don't know if I would feel the same way now, but I would still want to experience it. Hmm. You know what we're going to have to do? Uh, we're going to have to go to Japan and we're going to have to go to uh, Spoon. We're going to go to Spoon or we're going to go to um, we're gonna go to Spoon actually. Spoon would be probably the best because my friends showed me that I think uh, Spoon would be more 
more uh, accommodating to foreigners. Yep. Um, and we'll probably find like an Integra Type R or a Civic Type R there. Yeah. And ask for them to get a drive or to either drive it or, or get uh, driven around in it. Maybe even we might. Of, uh, of course, I would drive it. <laughs> you know, you know the cool thing is, you'd be more comfortable driving it. I still need to get used to it because I've never, I haven't driven a right-hand drive car in, I'd say, at least over eight years. Yeah, the the first time I drove uh, right-handed um, manual, uh, right-hand drive manual, I um, instead of putting it into one, I was putting it into three, and vice versa. It's just that I couldn't get the angle right. <laughs> And yeah. So that that was my first time driving it, and now it's just second nature again. So it takes a bit of adjusting. That's wicked. Honestly, that that is wicked. I'm actually that one of the I think most exciting things. That's why, like, so okay. Here's 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 uh, one of the things I just actually discussed with you. And I know we've had this conversation, but now we're live, so let's have just uh, another blatant discussion about it. That is one of the reasons why I don't know. I can't decide if I would want to go with an R35 or an R33 in the near future. Like, I, I want the nostalgia. I want the feeling. I want to the, the, um, the knowing I have a Skyline GTR. But at the same time, at the same time, I'm also thinking, I'm trying to think sensible because, well, we're all adults now. Certainly I can't do what I did before. Like, well, I can, but I, I, it's hard to make rational decision now i have to always weigh the pluses and the minuses you know the positives and the negatives so well what to, to me to me the the choice is very clear you've always wanted an r34 an r33 or 35 would be a compromise so why would you yeah. even bother entertaining anything else if at the end of the day that's your final dream car i mean you can get so many other cars but that's the one that you really, really want. So why not use make that your goalpost and see if you can make it? Obviously, you wouldn't get like a huge, you know, loan just to do it, which you can't afford. Yeah. So you wouldn't do that, but you would at least try to plan it so you could somehow responsibly pay for one. No, I, I, I hear you. I, I, I understand what you're saying. And yes, hands down, R34 GTR, favorite car of all time. I love the aggression. I love the lines. I love everything about it. It looks just beastly. Yep. But there is a fact that I've come. I've come to kind of to or a conclusion. And then, and the reason why I came to this conclusion is because of speaking to actually R thirty four owners, GTR yep. owners. Yeah. It's just like they're not worth that money. There's no way I believe an R34 is worth $149,000. I, I just wouldn't be able to justify it ever. Okay, like, honestly, a, a lot of the cars they're selling right now in the JDM world are overpriced. But I could say the exact same thing about houses. You know, I've like, if you buy a house in regional Australia, I'm not even talking about a major city you end up sometimes, depending on the area, paying the same amount as one of the nearby capital cities for a house. So yeah. that doesn't make sense because the infrastructure isn't there and so on. But my point there is a lot of things today are overpriced. The question is, when you buy whatever you buy, will you be happy with it? And will you be able to, you know, at the end, you know, when, when you're 70 or whatever, look back and be like, I did exactly what I wanted to do. Yes, it wasn't that great. 
that's okay. I enjoyed the car for a few months and I resold it anyways. Or, you know, that was the best decision I made. I paid more than I needed to for that, but at least I know I enjoyed that. You're right. Those are, those are definitely uh, factors that you have to consider. And, yeah. and sometimes those are, those are intangible things that you, can, you can't really place a, a quantifier in terms of the value, right? Yeah. Um, you're right. The only, and, and I'll be honest with you, the first thing I thought when you said about a house is I'm like, yeah, but a house is a necessity. You need a roof over your head. But you yeah, but you, you, don't, you don't have to buy an expensive house though, no. right? So no. a lot of people, including myself, instead of buying a house that is the bare necessity, they end up paying for more than that. Yes, you're right. But so, so even right as, now, um, you know, looking at houses, we, we went for one that was above what we were expecting to pay for. It. It's yeah. not that we couldn't afford it. It's just that I didn't want to pay that much for it. But at the end of the day, you know, that's the one we liked. It is, but it is a good investment, and I've seen your house, and it's. If I was to compare it into car terms, it's like seeing a rebuilt, um, as uh, car terms for you, a rebuilt uh, uh, two thousand Integra Type R. Yeah, with a awesome yellow car, and and the lights look like they've been refinished. Everything looks brand new. Like, well, we'll need to find one when we go to Japan. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I understand I understand where you're coming from in terms of, you know, there is just that intangible, um, I don't even know what the word for would be. Like, it's something indescribable that you can't quantify. It's, it's yeah. a pricelessness for it. But the reality is, you know, we do live in a world of costs, of, uh, of, of money. And I, I, yeah, you, you just, just have to look at your income and see how much of that can go towards this sort of thing and how many years it would take to save up for that. And yeah. whether a loan would make sense or not, usually it doesn't for a car, but whether it would or not. So that you would have to do that calculation. Well, I, I think, for, for example, the way I look at it is if I had no other um, expenses other than accommodation and food, yeah. how much of that money that's left over would be required to pay for whatever I want to buy? So if it's, say, three years worth of savings from that point of view, then okay, it might be doable. But if it's 20 years worth of savings, then screw that. No, you're right. I, I, you're right. Um, the only thing is, and there was a point that uh, my friend Albo actually brought up, is just the fact is that the cost of these vehicles yep. are accelerating at such a high speed yeah, in terms of increase, increasing at such high speed that it's almost next to impossible to to get your 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 your, your income, your financial means to, to to purchase that up enough to purchase it. Like, well, there's there's two things that could happen. It could either keep accelerating or it could come down eventually. So you have to try to predict that. And if you feel that it will keep accelerating really quickly, then maybe a car loan makes sense. Yeah, no, I hear that. But then I'm paying even more for that thing. And I, I don't know. Personally speaking, I'm just, and I have no problem saying this to people, is that a $150,000 car to get a loan on that, I don't know. I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. I just like, and the reason being is because I see, I see it like this. 
any of these guys here domestically in North America that buy any of those old cars, Shelby GT Mustangs, old Stingray Corvettes, Yenko yep. Camaros, um, uh, old Chevy Impalas, they will buy them and rebuild them. They'll put money into it. And then they see yep. the value of it because they put money into it. Yep. Right? And it's, it's different that way. Or they had their, it was passed down from their, like, their grandfather's, old grandfather's old car, something like that. It's, it's just not the same with these cars. Man. It's, well, it's I think I, I think I think this ends up um, being a poll for for our listeners here, um, okay. so they, they can they can give us ideas whether they think you should be getting an R thirty three, thirty four, thirty five, or whether they think this is completely irresponsible and we need to um, <laughs> look at something else. It's really? like, why don't you just get a brand new, brand new WRX STI and call it a day? Why do you have to keep talking about these things? You know, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I, I could have got the STI. I just, you know, it is a daily driver, so yep. I got the WRX because it was, it's more, it was better, it was better, more fuel efficient. I won't say it's, it's insanely fuel efficient because I'm still. You mean by like 0.5 or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly that. Right. Probably like <laughs> seven point two kilometers for 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 hundred kilometers. A yep. liter for hundred kilometers, and and, and sorry, and um, the the SDI gets probably like seven point eight to eight. So like not much of a difference, right? Yeah, but still a difference. No, okay. So it put money in my pocket. So but yeah, um, I, I I completely understand. Yeah, I would actually like to hear other people's opinions on it because I, I haven't heard too many. I've only, as I said, I've only spoken to a couple GTR owners. One, all of them actually being in Japan. One owns an R30, one owned an R33, now owns uh, R33. Um, his situation, I think it is, this is awesome. He actually, um, his, he, he sold his R33 to buy a actual midnight club uh, owned and built um, R32 GTR, 500 horsepower. Right. So I, if I was him, I would have done the same thing too. <laughs> just because it, it, that that car is is just think about it, man. He's owning a car from like a a, a street racing club <laughs> that used to go 300 and something kilometers on the the Bay Bridge Highway in in, in Japan. That, that's insane. But yeah, I think him. <laughs> better choice because he's not very he's like he, he his words were um uh, and correct me if i'm wrong ken uh that uh the differences between the r33 and the r34 are very negligible it's just more like kind of small interior things but yep. like, that actual car itself it's, it's the same thing because they all from the 32 to the 30 34 uh it's all the same engine right so the hmm. uh the rb26 so it's just small different mechanical things that were, were, were changed um, and I also spoke to an R35 owner, uh, yeah. and I asked him, I asked him, like, what made you get an R35? Like, I, I, cause I'm actually trying to make the, the choice myself. Yeah. Guy, um, another friend of uh, my friend, Albo, uh, Malaysian guy, he actually living in Japan as well. He's, uh, actually racing. He's a race, he's a race car driver too, uh, slash mechanic. And he literally said, he's like, to be honest, I, I wanted R32, but I just couldn't justify spending that much money on a 20 year old car. So I bought the R35. Hmm. So that was, that was a good, a good segue to, to say like, Oh, okay. He's making you know, a financially rational decision. 
similar yeah. to what I did with the Z when I bought my 350Z. Yeah. I got rid of as well. <laughs> um, and then I spoke to the last guy. I spoke, he actually owns a Bayside Blue R34 GTR V-Spec 2. So can't yeah. get any better than that. Well, if he had a V-Spec 2 NER, then you'd get better. But still, it's a V-Spec. Victory spec specification car. And he literally told me that he's like, yeah, I wouldn't buy one right now. He's like, you're going to be fixing things nonstop. He's like, I'm fixing things nonstop. And I, it, it, I'm not going to lie. It did discourage me a lot, a, a lot, but I also like took it as some constructive criticism. And I was like, he's trying to like make sure that, you know, I, I make some good financial decisions. So that's, 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 that's where I'm at currently. Don't get me wrong. Or somebody said, "Hey, I'm going to give you a R34 for 30 grand." <laughs> I'm going to loan this, <laughs> but it's not the case. It's not yeah, the case. It, it might it might change a bit after COVID nineteen is over. So let's see. Because right now people are just buying. Even general used cars in general are just shooting up in price. At least here in Australia. I never asked you because I'm I, they're legal there. How much is an R34 GTR in Australia? I haven't recently checked. Okay. So I couldn't give you, you a good ball pick. Cool. But uh, have you seen any of them on the road at all? No, but just keep in mind that I'm not really in the capital area. So, oh, yeah. so, so in no, this I, area, in this area, if you don't really have an SUV, um, then it just becomes more difficult to get around. The roads and all that are just not suited. You honestly sound like you, you don't need a WRX. You need a... Um, <laughs> it was actually there was actually a, a commercial apparently back of it in the nineties yeah. for the Subaru Outback <laughs> and Crocodile Dundee was the commercial. The guy who played Crocodile Dundee and he's just like, yeah, you know, I'm down here, down under, and this is this is my Outback, and you never you need things to go into the Outback. You need the Outback to stay, stay here, down under kind of things. So maybe you need an Outback. <laughs> Yeah, that or, you know, a lot of people just go for the Kluger or for the uh, Land Cruiser. So, Land Cruiser, what's that? Oh, yeah, they don't have Land Cruisers in Canada, do they? No. What is no, that? It's, is that a... it's like, no, 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 that's a Toyota. So, it's, okay. um, yeah, it's it's one step up, I suppose, from a Kluger, Toyota Kluger. I hope you have I don't that, even that. No, we don't have that. What is that? They're, they're all SUVs. They're all, they're all SUVs. I'll send you a picture later. Okay. Yeah. No. We okay for Toyota. I can tell you off the top of my head, we have two two uh, pickups, which is the Tacoma and the Tundra, yeah. and we have the um, next one down from that is the Highlander. That's the the large SUV. I, I think that's what the Kluger is. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and then from there we had the um, uh, what do you call it? RAV4, and then from there we also have the HRV. Not HRV, sorry. CHR. CHR. Oh yeah, yeah that, that's much smaller. No, no, this is um, this is bigger than the Highlander. It's bigger than Highlander? The Highlander, I'm pretty sure, is the Kluger in um, Australia. Wow, okay. So that's the V6, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. They come V8, V6. Yeah, yeah. The Land Cruiser, the Land Cruiser is V8. Okay. Okay. It's it's basically made for you know the Arabs you know in Saudi Arabia that like going into deserts and stuff. Yeah. It's it's for that sort of environment. Okay. Hence the name Land Cruiser. 
No, it makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. So okay, so also oh, you're not gonna, you're gonna give up your your Subaru uh, SUV dreams and go for the Toyota now? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm still I'm still debating between the Forester and um, the Rav Four. I'm not gonna be driving. I don't. Okay, I don't want to be driving it all day. I want to put my efforts into a JDM. Yeah. Um, but we'll we'll see how it goes with the wife. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. I, I'm not a big fan of that. You know, it does help you help ease the day. You know that happy wife, happy life. It doesn't. It's not completely. <laughs> I don't. Truly, I have no problem. I don't believe at all in that thing. But it makes things simpler as a family unit. That's true. That's right. So no, I I understand. I understand. But yeah, no, that's that's cool, man. Um, but yeah, so I guess I'll wrap this up here. But um. Honestly, man, it was like uh, just a pleasure having you on here. I, honestly, I think we like to. I, I, I think, as my friend said, like even just doing these podcasts, um, you can. I don't know. It's just a different way of talking. You kind of, as much as you go on tangents, you do touch upon everything, and it just feels it feels different. You know. Mm, that's true. It feels different. Uh, but yeah, I, like we'll talk about, we'll have you on again, and you know, when when you have some time, because I know you got to, you know, save those lives out there because of this pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'll have you on again. But thanks, thanks for coming, man. Thanks for you know, being on here. Yeah, not a problem. Great to be here. All right, man. Take care. All right. <laughs>